When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the IDP Show. I'm your host, Josh Raymer, joined in the Soad Shack tonight. On my right, Adam Markham. Addy, how are you, hon? Oh, Josh. Currently sweating it out right now, aren't you? It's tough right now, of course, but uh, thinking more about uh, Friday. Old Jalen Phillips gone forever. Yeah, what a rough week it was. It was tough. In Black Friday, yeah. indeed. <laughs> that is the exact note that Arn has here in the doc, was that it was a dark, dark Friday in the Markham household. Yeah, it was tough. But, um, you know, if there's anybody that can bounce back, it's it's Jalen Phillips. So And the MetLife turf claims another victim. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers going down. I saw Rodgers tried to reach out to Jalen Phillips. He's like, man, listen, ayahuasca, wow. go to this surgeon. He's, 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 he only takes cash, okay, and it's in a <laughs> warehouse. Okay, but you got to trust me. Stay away from him, Jalen. Yeah, don't. Don't trust the guy um, who's trying to get back out there and start practicing like this coming week, I think. That's a weird idea. It's going to be really. I don't get what he's trying to do there. Yeah, he's just, well, he's motivated to come back faster from an Achilles injury than anyone ever has. Well, congratulations, Aaron. When you re-injure, re-tear that Achilles, um, you're probably going to be on the shelf for next season as well, bud. Going to feel real dumb. Real dumb. Just set it down. It's not worth it coming back to this train wreck of a Jets team. So, yes, tough news with uh, Jalen Phillips on the shelf with the torn Achilles, uh, the wall. I think uh, I think the wall finally does need to change now, Addy. Yeah. Because the jersey is officially not just a little bit, you know, kind of tired and stale with how Shaq Leonard's been playing. It's outdated because Shaq was released outright last week by the Colts. Weird scene today. I don't know if you were watching any games. <laughs> I saw it. Very awkward. Very weird. Um, he, he kind of bad-mouths the team at his charity event, which good on him uh, for still doing the charity event. Looks like Raven's going to punch it in here. We're watching the end of Sunday Night Football. Uh, but it looks like it looks like the Ravens are going to get the dub. Is that Zay Flowers? Oh, it was. Beautiful. Did you? Ha- does your opponent have Zay Flowers? No, we just need them not. We to need the, the offense, <laughs> yeah, not to be on the field. We need Keenan Allen not to catch any more balls. Sorry. So Shaq Leonard handing out turkeys at his charity event uh, says after the event's over, kind of feels like they just threw me out the door. So you're like, uh oh, this kind of ended a little badly. They told Shaq they were going to make him inactive, and then I think less than a day later they released him, and then it comes out today they've got him. At his suite at the stadium, they show like a tribute video. There's a standing ovation. It's just weird. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that for a player that was just released by the team. Yeah, same. I, 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 was, I was very caught off guard with all that. Never seen it. 
just a weird vibe. Has to be. I mean, and then like uh, his wife was with him, and and yeah, the kid and the kid, and yep. it's just I don't know. It just feels. It felt like Jim Irsay orchestrated that. He's like, I feel bad. We need to get Shaq here and honor him. Chris, he's had a he's had a, a weird few weeks. It's been so, a, I mean, that's it's been a really tough time to be a Colts fan because um, Jim Irsay is in that just like rich white man don't care like supreme phase of that stage yeah. of life where it's like he's really saying some questionable stuff on Twitter that um, I don't know how he hasn't been canceled yet <laughs> I guess because he's rich and a white and a billionaire it's like I don't know he's he just, doesn't he's care just not gonna let you cancel <laughs> exactly. him. I mean, like, you no. can try but it's not gonna happen yeah there is something that's yeah it's kind of admirable that yeah. you know you're uh, not gonna cancel me you're not gonna do it I just refuse <laughs> So welcome in. This is the Week 12 recla- uh, Recap. We're glad that you guys are here. We are going to be going through every game from Week 12, except for Monday Night Football, which is happening tomorrow, involving your Vikings, Addy. Uh, you guys have, I believe, um, who is the game tomorrow night? It's Chicago. Chicago. So Yeah, everyone's oh, going to be wow. excited about that one. Yeah, wow. Okay. I think the only interest I have is we're going against each other mm-hmm. in our main league, the XFFL. Benched Jordan Love. Uh, for Josh Dobbs. Thank you. So Dobbs could still do well. I mean, Chicago's defense is nothing to write home about, but yeah. 34 points from Jordan Love on the bench. I need a win a really scene. bad. It's a it's a really tight race in the playoffs in that in that league. Yes, Josh's rebuilding does not need this at all, so it's uh, it's I'm absolutely going to take it. It's very annoying, you know, but it's been hey, it's been one of those weeks. It's been a very <laughs> annoying week. Uh, my team's got the heart of a champion. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. So let's jump into the Chasing Greatness Elite Seekers update. Anyone that joined the 40-point club this week. And then we'll just go through game by game, hitting storylines and top scores from each game. Y'all know how this works. Addy, we had two people join the wall. Actually, we had one player return to the wall. Uh, He had previously been up there. uh, Looks like I'll have to find what week he was up there for the first time. But, uh, no, this is his first time. The Lions have allowed the second 40-point score. That's what it is. Rashawn Gary, Thanksgiving game, uh, joined the wall with a 40.55-point performance against the Detroit Lions. Uh, Let's see who else. They gave up to Trey Brown, a DB for the Seahawks, back in Week 2. So they have the um, inglorious designation of being one of these several teams. It looks like there's five teams now that have given up multi 40-point IDP score. So Rashawn Gary joins the wall, as does Jesse Bates. Falcons safety, who put up 41.7 against the Saints. Falcons back in first place in the NFC South. Are we really going to have to put up with Arthur Smith and uh, this wackadoo offense and, you know, B. John Robinson truthers crying in their cereal in the playoffs, Addy? I mean, shoot, maybe. It's an awful division. So bad. Yeah. That's uh, I mean, either way, it's gonna be uh, a, a dysfunctional team in there that yeah. shouldn't be in there, you know. Yeah, you hate to have teams like that take a spot from a, n- another team that yeah, yeah, yeah. should be in there because the NFC arguably has the three best teams in the league right now. Maybe, f- well, the Lions just lost, but I mean, Cowboys, Niners, Eagles. Yeah, I mean. I think the Chiefs. You know, you've got some decent teams like the Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens are all you know. Frisky and interesting, but I'd put those three NFC teams head and shoulders above the AFC right now. It's going to be a fun playoffs. Always is. And uh, if you're new to the IDP show, we will be doing 
um, NFL playoff IDP rankings. Every year we do a fantasy league for the NFL playoffs. It's a lot of fun. So if you get eliminated here down the home stretch or you get knocked out in your regular season fantasy playoffs, worry not because there is a second life coming for you in the NFL playoffs with the playoff fantasy league. So keep an eye out. The week before the playoffs, we'll drop those rankings and do an episode about it as well. Let's talk about Thanksgiving, Addy. Did you have a good Thanksgiving, Eddie? I did, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. So it was a horrible Thanksgiving <laughs> in the Markham household. You know, I mean, yeah, it's uh, at, the older you get, like, it's tough eating all that food, man. It's a lot. It's tough. Like, it, it'll, uh, you know, you never know how your, your stomach's going to react to it. We do the, um, so we host my wife's family, and then we have my family on Thursday, her family on Saturday. So we spent all day today just throwing out leftovers. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my mother-in-law, God bless her, she helped clean up the kitchen and pack away the leftovers. That generation is like every bite of food has to be eaten. Like nothing goes to waste, right? They had, I think, parents that grew up in like a post-World War II kind of culture where it was like nothing goes to waste. I remember my grandmother used to like save wrapping paper. She wouldn't like rip it open. She'd slice the tape and then unfold it and then fold it back and reuse it. So I think that's the generation like our parents grew up with as parents. And so we've got a fridge full of more food than any family of four could possibly eat. So today was just the annual tradition of just throwing out leftovers that we know we're never going to get to. But it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, uh, it's 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 great. I mean, it is nice to you know get to to eat like that for a few days, uh, but yeah, it's it's boy, I, I felt pretty bad for a full day there. <laughs> yeah, you know, just uncomfortable for a full day. Yeah, but uh, just feel like you have food in your lungs. Yeah, yeah, it's not a good feeling. Yeah, but, gotta, you know, we'll we'll be excited about next year. That's gonna say <laughs> you know it's not gonna stop us. It's gonna yeah. get harder and harder yeah. as we approach our forties. But that's not gonna slow our Dampen our enthusiasm at all. So let's talk about Packers-Lions first game from that Thanksgiving Day spread. Headline for the Packers, Lucas Van Ness got into double digits for the first time since week one with a slightly increased snap share. 33% of snaps, 10.75 points for Lucas Van Ness. But we've got back-to-back down weeks from Quay Walker since returning from injury. He played 100% of snaps, just seven points on six tackles. Should mention... Uh, Packers got the 29-22 victory. Shout out Kyle B for that one. Um, Surprise upset victory over the Lions on Thanksgiving. It's good to be a Packers fan. Top three for the Packers. We mentioned him just a minute ago. Rashawn Gary, 40.55 points on just 51% of snaps, y'all. Seven tackles, three sacks, two forced fumbles, a fumble recovery, and three QB hits. Jonathan Owen, uh, Jonathan Owen, Simone Biles' husband. We talked about him as a hot waiver pickup. He played very well this game, 27.7 points, 12 tackles, a TFL, a fumble recovery, a defensive touchdown on 100% of snaps. And then Anthony Johnson, I believe, who is a rookie, correct? Is that one of the uh, rookie safeties? Yes. Yet Antonio Johnson and Anthony Johnson, I think, right? I remember this from the uh, DB preview with uh, Glosser. Correct. Very confusing. 2A Johnsons. 2A Johnsons, just making it tough on us. On the Lions side, not really much to be thankful for here. It was a quiet game all around for their IDPs. Jerry Jacobs led the way, 11.75 points. Brian Branch, 11.5. Khalil Dorsey, 9.8. What jumps out to you from Packers-Lions, Addy? Rashawn Gary, I mean, nice to see him have one of these monster weeks, you know. Um, it's one of those deals where you just trust the pressures and the pressure rate. He's got a 16.9% pressure rate this season. 
So, I mean, even though he hasn't been productive, I think we all were kind of expecting it to come. And yeah, this is, this is what happens. Um, also, I wanted to mention Carl Brooks, a guy that's been pretty decent this year, getting some playing time. Um, I think he's their third-round rookie pick from this past draft. But he had 11 points this week. Um, he's had some decent decent games. He's got three sacks on the year. But, I mean, he's been more productive than Lucas Van Ness, you know. Carl Brooks with a K as well. Exactly, Something right. like that. That's like Carl Malone. He was actually a sixth-round pick. Oh, wow. 179th overall. Okay. So shout out Carl Brooks. But, yeah, they had uh, Carl Brooks, uh, Colby Wooden's there as well. So they've got a lot of these young guys that are getting, you know, some 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 minutes. But um, So worry at all about Lucas Van Ness that he's being I don't think so. I, I think we kind of expected him to take a little bit of time. You know, He needed so. some seasoning. Sure. Yeah. Let's move to the second game. Cowboys blow out the Commanders. Uh, this got Jack Del Rio fired. I think it's going to get Ron Rivera fired, according to the reports coming out today from Jay Glazer and others. Saw an interesting scenario, Addy, that was that Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots, uh, wants to sort of, uh, yeah, sort of bring the franchise up to like modern times, modernize the franchise. I think was the phrase they use, and um, you know, the Patriots are terrible this year. So the situation I saw was. The Patriots trading away Bill Belichick to like the Commanders or the Panthers or one of these other teams, the Raiders, that's going to have an opening. And then Vrabel, who's a little disenchanted uh, with the GM head coach setup there in Tennessee, could try to force his way out of Tennessee and go to New England as the new head coach there. Mm, wow, that's very juicy. I was going to say some juicy offseason yeah. drama, so... I don't know. I don't. That's a lot. That's a lot that has to happen. That's a lot that has to happen. But stranger things have happened. Sure. We saw we saw uh, Sean Payton get traded this off season. Yeah, it's not often coaches get traded, but it does happen. Yeah, I think he went for a. I think he went for a first. I, don't, I feel like that'd be a bad move for Washington to get Belichick. It's like th- that 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 team doesn't <laughs> that that doesn't owner Bill there that owner wants a marquee name at head coach. I think like a yeah. proven winner. I'm just. Here's the messaging. I'm just telling you right now. We have one of the most successful head coaches of all time. I think he's the second winningest head coach, uh, you know, up there in terms of total Super Bowls, you know, uh, made the Patriot way with Tom Brady. Like, I'm just the, it's all lining up to where it's like the commanders are respectable, damn it. Like, we've got (laughs) Bill Belichick now. And it's like they still finish, uh, you know, six and eleven. They're getting a quarterback in this next draft. Uh, well, they believe in Sam Howell, apparently. So good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, why? I don't know. It's like guys, like Sam Howell's kind of fun for like a like a backup. Like I, I would love to have Sam Howell as my backup as yeah. my starter. No, like no. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Fun for fantasy. But very fun for fantasy because the dude loves to sling it. Loves to throw picks, though. And shout out Johnny for one of the calls of the yeah. year. This reminded me of the Sigmund Bloom, Marcus Jones shout out on our Bloom 100 draft preview where Johnny basically said, hey, Deron Bland, he's, he's one away from the pick six record. He could do it this week. He's got Sam Howell, loves to sling it, makes a lot of mistakes, bad quarterback. What do you know? Deron Bland breaks the pick six season record. Uh, also, for the Cowboys, Damone Clark seems to be the LB2 roster in Dallas. I don't know if I even mentioned the score of this game. 45-10, Cowboys beat the Commanders. Deron Bland led the way, 33.3 points, 10 tackles, the pick six, the PD, 90% of snaps. Damone Clark, 83% of snaps, 
13.25 points, nine tackles, and a TFL. Jonathan Hankins was number two with 23.75. And then Micah Parsons, 20.8 points this game, 20.09 points per game average the last five games. So he's right on track. Three tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, and three QB hits on 82% of snaps. Let's look at the commanders as well, Addy. This performance was so bad from the commander's defense that it got Jack Del Rio fired. Uh, but the bright spot for IDP, Cody Barton, back to that 100% of snaps roll, 9.5 points, six tackles in a TFL. The scores were down across the board, though, for the commanders. This is one of those wonky games. We see this happen from time to time. Deron Payne led the way with 13.75 points. Percy Butler was second with 13. Jamin Davis, 9.5 uh, 76% of snaps. So he's back to that LB2 role. Let's start there, Addy. Cody Barton, back to 100%. Jamin Davis, the LB2. That's that's notable moving forward as we approach the fantasy playoffs. Yep, just the way it was before. Yep. You know, Barton got hurt. You know, Mayo back to the fridge. So he's he's out of here. Pretty good. Pretty good. That was pretty, pretty good. good. I got to give you that one. Uh, also, uh, Cameron Curl, let's give him a little shout out here. Uh, averaging 8.6 points per game over his last four. Jalen gets hurt, so he lashes out now. This Hate is to how, see it. Hate to see it. That's how That's how this thing goes. I'm going to so, have Jake send us his Cam Curl jersey for the wall here. Uh, that Washington team, though, man, like, they are boring. They yeah. are boring, especially now without Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Like It's almost like your defense got worse after you traded away your two best defensive yeah, players. I th- and I think that that group's probably – Pretty uninspired, you know. Yeah. What I mean, like the the Casey Two Hills and those types are, are probably getting after it and, and excited. Oh yeah, they're to be like, there. I'm trying to win a job. And the but, other guys are like, screw this. But listen, you just kind of stink, bro. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's just that's just an awful awful team right now. Not fun to watch. Not fun to watch. Cowboys are fun to watch. Now, Damone Clark is the linebacker who seems to be getting the lion's share of the snaps, but. Shaq Leonard scheduled visit this week with the Cowboys. Eagles have interest as well. I could see a team like the Steelers making a run at Shaq Leonard. So it definitely muddies the water uh, yeah. if Shaq comes into this Cowboys linebacker room. Yeah, it would, would definitely muddy the water. Um, Marquise Bell has been getting a healthy amount of snaps. I yes, think he, he was up over, what, 90% again this week or close to it. Yeah, I'll check on that. Um so yeah, that I, I think that um, I think that Shaq Leonard would probably bump him out of the way if he came in. I think so too. It just feels like he'd be a, he'd be a nice little fit there in Dallas. That defense is already so good. Like they could, I don't think that uh, you know he his weaknesses would be too glaring uh, there for him. So I would like that fit kind of. I also wanted to note uh, Deron Bland now after his fifth pick six of the year. He is now the DB1 in points per game and total points there in you big go. three scoring. Congrats. Hell of a season. Reminds me of the Trayvon Diggs season, honestly. Yeah. Not not as many pick sixes, but um, yeah, right. propped up by interceptions largely. Yeah. 18.3 points per game this year for Deron Blank. Wow. Congrats, Deron. So, yes, uh, it looks like Marquise Bell played about 77% of snaps against Washington. So it was Damone Clark one at 83%, Bell second at about 77%. I could see Shaq Leonard, if he were to sign somewhere like Dallas, Damone Clark remains the three-down guy, mm-hmm. or close as close to it as we're going to get, and then Shaq is that sort of first and second down, like he was with the Colts. I just don't think a team is going to put Shaq Leonard out there for all three downs. I just don't see it. Yep. 60 to 70% of snaps? Yeah, for sure. I think he'll help an NFL team 
more than he's going to help your IDP squads. I think it just might be Jover for uh, Shaq Leonard, sad as that is to say. So weird, though, about Shaq coming back to that game. Yeah, Shaq, let that be the last time that you come to a Colts game because it's just like guy who graduated high school but still wearing the Letterman jacket, going to games. like Just a weird look. Yeah. I guess, so, as somebody said, he paid for that suite, damn it, and he's going to use it. So I get that as well. Like, I don't have anything else to do. My visits aren't scheduled till this week. I'm still in Indy. I paid for this booth or this suite, so I might as well use it. Yeah, I guess so. Those suites are sick, so I, I wouldn't blame them. But maybe just, just watch just, at home. Just would feel a little <laughs> tense. I don't know. A little know. bit, a little bit. Uh, but maybe Jim Irsay was, like, really forcing the issue, and he's like, let me just do this and get this over with so Irsay will get off my back. Last game of Thursday, though, Addy was 49ers romping the Seahawks 31-13. 49ers headline Chase Young was relegated to a situational role. Meanwhile, Jair Brown had all the opportunity with Talanoa Hufunga on IR with a knee injury. Chase Young, zero points. It says here, just pure cardio. No stats. Uh, 46% of snaps. Jair Brown, 100% of snaps. 3.5 points, four tackles, top three for the Niners. Nick Bosa, five tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, five QB hits, 88% of snaps, 32.9 points. Javon Hargrave, 21.8 points on 71% of snaps. He had seven tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, and two QB hits. And then Charvarius Ward, 17.25 points. He had five tackles and three PDs on 93% of snaps. Over on the Seahawks side, we commented last week on the fact he'd been quiet in back-to-back weeks. Then Brooks exploded this week with a 30-point game. Of course, propped up by a pick six of his own. 29.7 points. He'd been averaging 14.68 the last five games. 12 tackles, the pick six, a PD. 88% of snaps, so good to see him ticking back up. Uh, Darrell Taylor was second, 13.35. And then Devon Witherspoon, 12.75, five tackles, a TFL, and a PD. Addy, this was not much of a game, but some interesting stuff here to chew on for IDP. Yeah, Witherspoon continues to just be a a stud for us. I mean, someone you you can't get out of your lineup, um, especially in those sleeper leagues, you know. I mean, I feel like he's got to be a top 15 DB option for you every single week. Agreed. He's averaging 18.1 points per game this year. That's second among all defensive backs behind, Deron of course, Bland. Deron Bland. Yes, sir. Um, what do we have? Do we know the snap percentages on Julian Love? I can look it up. It would be nice to know that um, because, you know, with Jamal Adams being back, uh, he was kind of in like a 50% role when when, uh, when they were both healthy and, and playing. Yeah, so it looks like, let's find old Julian Love here. Mr. Love, where are you at? Uh, the one thing I will say on the 49er side, I spent up to get Jair Brown in our main Dynasty League. Uh, I put in bigger waiver claims on him and Yaya Diaby as kind of like stashes for next season. And um, not the not the necessarily the pr- production or performance that you wanted, but 100% of snaps. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's encouraging. A late-season ACL tear kind of makes me wonder if Brown will have a shot at this role uh, potentially, you know, going into next season, depending on how Hufunga recovers. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not too excited about him. We haven't really seen any safety be productive there in San Francisco in a while. Yep. You know. Outside of like some spike weeks from yeah, Hufunga. Hufunga's had some solid weeks, sure. But um, 
Yeah, it's it's. I think it's just tough. You know, you got those really good linebackers in front of you, uh, and then just the way they're used like that. I don't think it's it's really great for IDP production. Yeah. So Julian uh, Julian Love, this is interesting. Last week against the Rams, hundred percent of snaps. This past week against the uh, 49ers, 91% of snaps. So, um, pretty interesting. Yeah, who knows? They're, they're jacking with us, I think, because we're like, oh, no, it's not a three-safety look anymore. It's just Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams. Now, the last two weeks, it's absolutely uh, Julian Love is relevant. So. And they did get their doors blown off. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows what they what were you doing? Wanna, how much <laughs> you want to read into that, you know? Yes. You always want to just take these blowout victories with a grain of salt in terms of what happens in the game because this is not what's going to happen every game. And game plans change when you're getting your doors blown off. Boye Mafe has cooled off quite a bit. I'd say a lot of people just started to get to where they're kind of trusting yeah. Boye, and then he's he's delivered some stinkers yeah, he's the just last, t- what, three weeks, yeah, two weeks? taking a big old... Dump right Two in the middle weeks. of your bed. 2.5 this week and four points last week. Boy, that's fun. Welcome to IDP, folks. Sometimes uh, how be, players, folks. players cool off or players heat up like Nick Bosa. Nick uh, Bosa, right. Yeah. 17% pressure rate. Everyone take a deep breath. Everyone just breathe. Everyone just breathe. Black Friday game. Another blowout. We had some good like possibilities in terms of matchups on paper, uh, but... Turns out Tim Boyle, who was awful in college, awful in the pros, was awful in this game. Dolphins win 34-13. Headline for the Dolphins, it was Black Friday indeed. We mentioned as we lost Jalen Phillips from our lineups, and Javon Holland is in doubt moving forward. That sucks. We'll talk about him in just a second. At linebacker, their playing time is very similar, but Jerome Baker is making the most of his opportunities, while David Long is not. David Long, 67% of snaps, 6.5 points, just 7.35 points per game average the last five games. Jerome Baker, 24.6 points. Six tackles, a TFL, a pick, two PDs, 71% of snaps. Oh, that hurts my heart just to read that. Top three for the Dolphins, Javon Holland, 32.15 points. The insane Hail Mary pick six. When have you ever seen that before in your life? Five tackles, a PD. Aaron has it here at the hell, as in heaven and hell. Mary pick six. It was a 99-yard return for a touchdown, 21.9 points in our XFFL RSO. Mm-hmm. This is why you play IDP, folks. Where else in offensive fantasy football are you getting a 22-point play? You're not. Yeah, It's incredible. So just a uh, – Wish it wasn't against me. Yeah, I was going to say. But, in your uh, face. But congrats. Thank you very much. Very, very cool. He's not been great. I mean, I had him in there just because I traded away uh, Antoine Winfield to Babo. Yeah. And I have Minka Fitzpatrick, Sidney Brown. So it was rolling out Cam Curl, Javon Holland. Only seven points per game average the last five games from Holland. This one was obviously boosted. I mean, five tackles and a PD is a fine game, but he was great that first month, though. But yeah, he, he was definitely cooled off. But this is what Javon Holland does. This is why that we you know, is why we like Javon Holland because he's a playmaker. He makes big plays. He has these big splash weeks. He does this. He's done this every single year of his career. So uh, yeah, we just need them to be a little bit more consistent. A little bit more consistent would be great, man. Jalen Phillips had such a good game before the Achilles. Four tackles, three TFLs, a sack, a PD, two QB hits, 26.7 points. Christian Mm. Wilkins also feasting 25.35 points. He's been averaging about 15 per game the last five games. Jalen was averaging about 19 the last five games. So sad. Three tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits, 
on 64% of snaps for Wilkins. Let's pause there, Addy. Um, just pour one out for Jalen Phillips. I'll give you the floor to do the eulogy for the 2023 season for Jalen Phillips. He was great. And, uh, you know, he showed why we have been so excited about Jalen Phillips for uh, the past two years, I guess, you know. Um, But this was always, you know, a concern with Jalen Phillips, not the Achilles, but just the injury risk. Um, And now he has an Achilles injury on top of the the back and the neck and um, the concussions, you know, all that stuff was, was already there. So, I mean, this is just such a a brutal blow and uh, it's just a shame. I mean, he, he was, he was, I mean, probably about to start getting some talk, uh, you know, about maybe like defensive player of the year type stuff. If he hadn't missed time, I think we definitely would have been hearing hearing that. But I mean, this guy was really starting to tear it up. Um, This team was poised. They're still, they still are. Um, poised to, to be you know someone that uh you know make a deep run into the playoffs so i just thought they have the end season hard knocks this year and this oh week's God. episode is going to be about Jalen popping that achilles that's tough and i'm sure he was crushing it on that show oh yeah of course the first the first week was really focused on tyreek my guess is they'll probably like change out who they f- kind of spotlight and focus mm-hmm. on um i'm sure he'll be the focus of uh episode number two it's just it's just such a shame, um, and I mean, I guess we got to talk about the dynasty value and uh, and and kind of what you think of, about him going forward. Um, are you are you going to be buying Jalen Phillips at this point? Yes, absolutely. Well, if someone you, is uh, if um, let's see, and I guess it's got to you know these are obviously going to be a, be leagues where they're big play leagues. Yes. You get you're heavily rewarded for sacks. Absolutely. Maybe QB hits. Hopefully QB hits. Hopefully it's big three scoring. Check it out on the IDP show.com. Yes. Um, but yeah, you guys know the drill at this point. Um, are you going to be paying what I'd say a second? That's so that was the price I had in mind. I would happily pay a second for Jalen Phillips. Now it's context specific. Am I loaded at edge or defensive mm-hmm. end? I'm not going to go spend a second if I'm, my group is like stacked, but, um, I've got like it, me right now, rebuilding team. I've got some decent options. You know, I've got uh, Jermaine Johnson. I've got Sam Williams. Uh, Quiddy Pay is in there as well. So I've got some like decent edge yeah, options. I'd, I'd like to have the Phillips, I think, out of that. Yes, group. right. I'd love to add a Jalen Phillips to that group. I um, would love to see a list of of edge rushers that have torn their Achilles though, and just how they have responded from it because. Was just that, off the top of the head, the ones I'm thinking of, like Carl Lawson. I was going to say did, Carl that Lawson. Was not good at yeah. All. Well, a little older, I think. Definitely older. Definitely not the same type athlete as, as Jalen Phillips. I mean, you got to remember Jalen Phillips is like a, I think a nine eight seven RAS like player profiler has him comp to like Neil Hunter, like an elite level athlete is what Jalen Phillips is. So I mean, he, we think he can recover. Like if anyone can, it, it would be someone like Jalen Phillips. But I would love to see just a list of of edge rushers um, that have torn their Achilles, um, especially like young edge rushers. I, you know. Um, hopefully the that list uh, those guys yeah. bounce back, you know. But I don't know. Man. This is a scary injury, especially for you know that position because they they rely so much on their burst. Yeah, they get off, get off the get off yep. the line. And I mean, it was clear with a player like Jalen Phillips, like this guy is special at that. You know, yep. that's why he is so good at what he does because his burst is elite. And uh, you just hope it doesn't affect him much moving forward. It it definitely will. I don't think he's gonna be. Better because I don't think this. you come back to like pre-injury with something like an Achilles. Yeah, 
but he was already so good, you know. Ninety percent Jalen Phillips is still better than than most. Than most, yeah. Now it is an expensive roll of the dice because what does he look like? When does he get back? What does this team do in the interim I if like Jalen he, Phillips isn't healthy? He'll get back next year. He'll, he'll oh, he'll think, be back next year. Is it like a Halloween return? I think so. I don't know, but we're seeing Aaron Rodgers do his dumb shit right now, you know. I was going to say, hopefully Jalen is not picking up Aaron Rodgers' phone calls. Yeah, probably like week eight next season, but I'm I'm fine with that. You yeah, know? totally. But Just Pop him in after the uh, playoff run. And I guess in the short term, you know, you, this is going to boost Andrew Van Ginkle. Yes. Um, the boy AVG, stand up. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba had two sacks this past week, so he's going to definitely get more opportunity now. Bradley Chubb's going to need to shoulder more of a load. Um, he's been kind of quiet as of late. Christian Wilkins has been, has been awesome this year. Yeah, I think the answer is just Christian Wilkins. He's that's, been great. That's the answer for me. Well, let's move on to the Jets side of things. Bryce Huff, who is one of our favorite stashes, going to get a nice little under-the-radar deal, we think, in free agency next year, hopefully a bigger opportunity. He got a sack after a quiet couple of weeks, but peep the future schedule through the playoffs for fantasy. Atlanta, Houston, Miami. Washington, Cleveland, uh, Cleveland, a DTR concussion protocol. They're back to PJ Walker. So let's, let's talk about the quarterbacks here. Whew, he that, got lit up, dude, boy. That was one of the hardest hits I've seen this season. I think that was it. Absolutely smacked. Should not have been a penalty. Should not have been a penalty. Yeah, Shoulder. He was already kind of in the, in the lunge when the ball was released. So it wasn't like he took a step or two and then crushed DTR. It's like, I get, we want to protect the quarterbacks, but that's not a penalty. It just looks bad because he's just football right there. He's just a small guy getting just his head absolutely blown off. He knew what he was doing playing this game. I just I just don't like it. I mean, that was a good play by Baron Browning. But that was sick. Yeah, so who knows if it's PJ Walker, it should be DTR by that point. I think he'll be back. Um, but you got Desmond Ritter, CJ Stroud, Tua Tonga Vailoa, Sam Howell, who just literally eats sacks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and then DTR slash PJ Walker. So could be a nice stretch for Bryce Huff. Now, just 49% of snaps, so keep that in mind. But yeah, even if you don't problem. even if you don't want to play him at any point this season, stash him in your dynasty leagues. I, I can't recommend that highly enough. Uh top three for the Jets this game. CJ Mosley, 22 points, 100 percent of snaps, 14 tackles, a TFL and a PD. DJ Reed, awesome game. Johnny called him out in the cornerback corner podcast episode make sure you're checking that out in the after show feed 21.5 points 10 tackles a pick a pd and then brandon eccles uh 51 percent of snaps 21 points two tackles a pick a defensive touchdown addy anything from the jet side of things that uh, you want to draw attention to maybe we can expect to see more of will mcdonald down the stretch um he has been getting a little bit more run as of late and he has been flashing a little bit so you know uh positive and encouraging signs, I think, for Will McDonald. Uh, yeah, Bryce Huff, just to – we like to keep track with the pressure rate. It's it's down. It's down a little bit, 23.9%. Oh, darn. Down to 23.9%, you said? Yep. Oh, man. Also wanted to – just a quick little note. Forgot to touch on when we were discussing Cowboys. Dante Fowler's been really, really good this year from a from a pressure standpoint. 23.4% pressure rate this year for Fowler. Wow, Dante. Look at you. I know. He doesn't get much opportunity there because, I mean, it's a – you know, there's six or seven solid pass rushers. Yes, truly. He's going to be a free agent. Maybe he could get a, you know, a shot somewhere like a, like a – Jerry Hughes type late career surge, yeah, you know. I can see that. Two years, 
12, 14 million dollar mm-hmm. deal, something like that. Yeah. Some nice scratch for a late career Dante get, Fowler. You know, we can get some, you know, six six hundred, seven hundred snaps say, at the at the next stop. That that'd be nice. Yeah. I think he joins this group of like Jadevian Clowney, Calvin yeah. Noy, right? These kind of like, right, like mercenary he'd be, types. He'd be good to uh, oh, in Baltimore. In like. Baltimore he'd be fantastic. Yeah. Just just dial him up next offseason when when Clowney and Van Noy are gone. Uh, but yeah, Jets especially if the season keeps swirling the toilet. They're going with Tim Boyle again for some reason. Um, If the season keeps circling the drain, I could see them wanting to get some of these rookies some run. So let's move to the Sunday slate. It's going to keep circling. Yeah, I was going to say, that turd is already halfway down the hole. It's not coming back up at this point. Uh, Sunday slate, heartbreaking loss for the Texans. Uh, I think it was a 59-yard field goal doinked off the crossbar. So just like another foot or two, and this guy's got it. Uh, headline for the Texans. Oh, so Jags win 24-21. Headline for the Texans, Jalen Petre puts together another double-digit game, yet he's still to reach the lofty ceiling shown in his rookie season. Just 8.7 average the last five games, 12 and a quarter this week, nine tackles at TFL. Top three for the Texans, Derek Stingley was back. Cornerback, 21.15 points, five tackles, a pick, two PDs. Christian Harris, I'm going to pull up the linebacker snaps because I think it was him and Blake Cashman as the two almost every down linebackers. But I'll I'll pull up John's tweet and give you all the details. 17.5 points, 12 tackles, a TFL and a QB hit. And then Steven Nelson, cornerback, 15 points, six tackles, two PDs. Uh, Jaguars, the contract here narrative is alive and well with Josh Allen as he's on pace for 18 and a half sacks this season. He currently has 12 and 11 games. He had two and a half sacks in this game to go along with five tackles, two TFLs, and four QB hits. 35.4 points for Josh Allen. Addy, this is kind of interesting. Devin Lloyd was the second leading scorer, 16 points. 13.8 13.8 average the last five games, eight tackles, a TFL, and a PD. And then Foyce de Luican, 13.5 with 12 tackles. Devin Lloyd, quietly been a usable little linebacker for us since he came back from injury. Very usable, yeah. I mean, this was what, would you say 16 points this week? Yes, sir. Yeah, and I mean, last week was a solid one. I think it was like in that same range. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he's he's been really good for us this year. Um, definitely like a LB2, LB3 type. Foyer, another solid week. Um, this was a really, really fun game. Yes, it was. Josh Allen, though, like you mentioned, I mean, he's he's about to get a really, really big bag. Probably bigger than Rashawn Gary and Montez Sweat, I'd I think say. so. I think so. Because he's going to make it to the open market, I think. Oh, you do? I think he may be playing himself out of the Jaguars' pocketbook. Can they tag him, though? They could tag him, yeah. They're going to tag him. Yeah, I no could see that. they let him leave. I don't know who else they have on the on the block that could be a potential tag candidate, but it, I mean, ain't, that, it ain't Josh Allen. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Uh, Trayvon Walker, I think, got a half a sack today. It was with Josh Allen. Yep. So uh, let's give the Texans linebackers, uh, Christian Harris, Blake Cashman, 97% of snaps. Mm-hmm. Henry Toa Toa was down at 33%. Yeah, and like you mentioned, Stingley, another twenty-one uh, point game. He had a twenty-point game last week, so it's he's been pretty good since returning from injury. So love to see that. Yeah, the whole uh, Sauce Gardner versus Derek Stingley. Oh God, the Texans have egg on their face taking Stingley over Sauce. It's like just give these guys some time, man. I think Stingley's going to be really good in his own right. Uh, Sauce is obviously great already. 
But I think Stingley is going to start turning it around here. And, uh, I mean, he was, what, a third overall pick? I know, uh, right? Third overall pick? Yeah. So just give it, have some patience, people. So Steelers get the 16 to 10. This is the most like this is the most Steelers season I have literally ever seen. Um, Bengals led by who is that character that's filling in for uh, Joe Burrow? Jake something. Do you remember this guy's name? Browning. There you go. Jake Browning. Sure. Now that's that's uh, why it's not a fitting name? Yes. Uh, a lot of brown in the pants <laughs> after this game. Playing a lot of browning season. going on. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Steelers headline, Addy spoke it into existence last week. Cam Hayward with his first appearance of the season in the top three scores. Trenton Thompson has been a strong fill-in for an uh, injured Minka Fitzpatrick these last two weeks. Uh, Once again, TJ Watt atop the list of scores for the Steelers, 28.75 points, five tackles, a TFL, two sacks, a forced fumble, two QB hits, 19.67 points per game the last five games. Mentioned Trenton Thompson. 16.85 16.85 points, six tackles, a pick, a PD. And then Cam Hayward, 15.1 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Let's move to the Bengals side of things. Um, it's only taken eight weeks, but we got another Miles Murphy sighting as he notches his first sack since week four. Three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. 12.95 points, top three for the Bengals. DJ Turner, cornerback, 19.55 points. Mike Hilton, cornerback, eight tackles, two TFLs, a QB hit, and then Trey Hendrickson doing the Lord's work, blue-collar, lunch-pail guy, 13.3 points, two tackles, a TFL, a sack. He's been averaging about 13.46. Anything you want to chat about from Steelers Bengals, Addy? Yeah, so Hendrickson on, uh, let's see, that gives him 10.5 sacks on the season now. Um, so amazing season for for Trey Henderson. Sam Hubbard, good seeing him back. He returned after missing the last two. Logan Wilson suffered an ankle injury in this oh, no. one. Severity is unknown, according to Zach Taylor. Uh, Jordan Battle has 19 total tackles over the last two weeks since becoming the starting safety. No Cam Taylor Britt in this one. Also wanted to point out Mike Hilton is averaging 14.6 points per game since week nine. That is 22nd among all DBs over that span. Okay, Mike Hilton. I see you. Yep. So slot, what? Slot corner. What does this do now for the Bengals, though? I mean, you, we're in week 12, so you got, what, like six games left or so? I mean, are they going to win two games the rest <laughs> of the season? So yeah. it's like, what does this defense look like? Do certain guys get more run? Like, do we start seeing more Miles Murphy? Yeah, well, I don't know. I would hope so. This is the time of year when you need to start paying attention to how teams are doing relative to the other teams in their division because, you know, certain teams maybe look into the future, mm-hmm. maybe looking to get young guys on the field, get them some playing time. This is especially relevant. Johnny talks about this all the time with cornerbacks. So pay attention to the DB side of things. But I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a little more Miles Murphy. Maybe they take their time getting Logan Wilson back out there, let Jermaine Pratt get some run. We know he can hold down the middle of that defense. Akeem Davis-Gaither would yep. be another guy that uh, probably get a, a larger snap share. So, yeah, you got to you gotta stay active, man. Yep. Stay up with the news. That's how all this stuff works in IDP. That's right. Next game, Giants and Tommy DeVito beat Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, who were switching between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Um, oh man, it's just a sad, sad season for the Patriots. You really do hate to see it. Uh, Giants headline: Kayvon notches his 11th sack of the season. Um, 
Interesting exercise from Arn here. Rank the tier two edge guys for Dynasty. Kayvon, Hutchinson, Will Anderson. That's a it's a good group right there. Yeah, I mean that's um let's see how I have them. I would probably go Hutch, Kayvon, Anderson, I think is how I would have it. I think Kayvon's been a little more productive this year. Aiden's not quite had the sack luck. I think they were talking about that on the rankings episode with uh, Jace and Tom this week that Aiden's like close to leading the league in terms of like being unlucky with pressure yeah. to sack conversion rate. Oh yeah. I have I have it Aiden, Will Anderson, and Kayvon. But I mean literally it's six, seven, and eight. There you so. go. So flip a coin. Yeah. Um we'll have to bump Jalen down a little bit. Oh, don't do it. Just leave him there out of respect. That is so sad. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna be bumping up Brian Burns. We're gonna be bump, bumping up Josh Allen, Jalen Phillips, or Rashawn Gary. Who who you think there? Mm, man, I it's mean, tough. for Dynasty, still Jalen Phillips. Yeah, I'm not giving up hope. I'm not it's giving tough. up hope. It's tough. Achilles, especially if it was, when, but especially it, when uh, it's uh, tough when Gary's coming off like a huge forty point week. I know, know, I know, it is, and he's going to be playing sooner than Jalen mm-hmm. is. So there's something to be said for availability yeah. uh, sooner rather than later, even in Dynasty, where we look at longer time horizons. So, uh, yeah, Kayvon has been averaging about twenty and a half points per game over the last five games. Five tackles, two TFLs, half a sack, and a forced fumble on this one. Eighteen point two five points. Top three, though, for the Giants. They had themselves a nice little week from an IDP standpoint. Bobby Okereke, 29 points, eight tackles, a pick, two PDs, 55 return yards, 16 game or 16 point per game average the last five games. Uh, Xavier McKinney, 25.3 points, 10 tackles, a pick, two PDs. And then Jihad Ward, defensive line, 19.95 points, about 13 point per game average the last five games for Ward. Five tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, two QB hits. On the Patriots side, one for the future young D lineman taken in the second round by the Patriots. Keon White records his first sack of his career. Could be the future Josh Uche replacement, depending on if they re-sign this guy or tag him this coming offseason. I think he'll probably hit free agency and get a nice little deal somewhere. Keon White, 16.15 points, five tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Top three for the Pats, Anthony Jennings, 19.5 points, four tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, and two QB hits. Christian Barmore, 17.25 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, a PD, QB hit. And Jabril Peppers be hot, 16.95 points, three tackles, a TFL, a sack, fumble recovery, and a QB hit. Addy, where do you want to start with Giants-Patriots? I mean, Peppers continues to be really good, man. I was going to say, not bad, averaging about 13.3 points per game the last five games. That's a usable safety for IDP, folks. Absolutely. Also want to give our boy uh, Joey the Tooth a shout-out for the Anthony Jennings call in his streaming DL article. Pretty sure he had Jennings. Yeah, I'm, I could I can double-check I mean, it for he, you. He, he hits about every single week on those things, so... Um, but I'm pretty sure he had Jennings this week. So, yeah, great call there. Um, he's been pretty good lately. He's someone that um, is out there pretty much in, in every dynasty league that I'm in. I picked him up in, in quite a few spots this morning. So, um, yeah, I was, was very pleased to to see him get one and a half sacks. Um, Barmore, he's been pretty solid lately. I was going to say, that's, that's a nice, nice, see, nice average. Um, but, yeah, Juwan Bentley was, was questionable, but he ended up playing – um, he he got a sack, but didn't really do much on the on the tackle side of things. But I think he still finished like 14 points in big three scoring. So I mean, 
fine, fine, fine day if you uh, if you trusted him. But that's really it for the New England side. Yeah, Anthony Jennings was Joey's first recommendation. So there you go. Let's go, Joey. Good shout out, Joey. Uh, Bobby O, just so good this year, man. Really has been. Uh, a locked in LB one for you every single week. Xavier McKinney's also been really good as of late. We yes, gotta give him some flowers. Twenty five point three points, about twelve points per game average the last five games. A uh, couple usable safeties here between Peppers and, and Xavier McKinney in this game. Mm-hmm. Do you have points per game for linebackers, the the leaders? I'm just curious, maybe not updated through week twelve, but through week eleven. I've actually put a lot of uh week twelve in here. I'm just curious where Bobby O ranks in terms of points per game. Oh yeah, he's gonna be up there. We're gonna have to give it probably uh a couple seconds to load. Two or three seconds. Okay. Two or three minutes. I would say he's at least top 12, I'd Here we say. Go. We're good. It's faster than I thought it'd be. Uh, 20 points per game, Foye Aluakun. That's okay. that's number one. Fred Warner's 18.9. Bobby O, 18.1. Wow. Number three. Wow. Levante David, 17.8. Mm. Zaire, 17.3. Quincy Williams, still, uh, still hanging up there based off his uh, beginning of the season. But yep. he's not been very good the last few weeks. Um, but he's at 17.2 points per game. Terrell Bernard's right below him at 17 points per game. TJ Edwards, Jordan Brooks, Blake Cashman, Logan Wilson, CJ Mosley, Bobby Wagner. I mean, these are a lot of guys, a lot of names I recognize. I mean, Jordan Brooks, Alex Anzalone, Robert Blaine, Roquan Smith, 15 points per game this year. Yeah. Down a little Been a little bit. quietly. Yeah. yeah. I don't Down know what bit. he did tonight. Well, I guess we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll talk about it at the end. Next game up, Panthers, Titans. Um, tight ones. <laughs> the tight ones get the 17-10 victory. I think the headline after the game was that uh, David Tepper was seen leaving the locker room yelling the F word uh, just out loud. Some uh, Like mm. a reporter was able to hear it and tweeted about it. And that Frank Reich's seat is white hot. So hmm. if um, – and they, they plan to evaluate him in the offseason. I'm just telling you right now, if they go out and have another stinker, Frank Reich's getting fired in season. Tepper seems like a hard guy to work for. Yeah, he seems like a maniac. He yeah. really does. I think it might have been Scott Barrett that tweeted uh, something like, it can't be that hard to be a billionaire if David Tepper is a billionaire. Right. Something, something like that. Yeah, he's just very impatient, just unrealistic expectations. This guy's used to getting – Everything he wants, and his team's not good. His quarterback's not good. His coach isn't good. Yeah, his defense isn't good. And there was a lot of preseason hype around the Panthers, and they're gonna be the number one overall pick. Oh wait, except the Bears have that pick. Yeah, and then they, all these other you know rookie quarterbacks are doing pretty well. Yep, you know CJ Stroud tearing it up, talk of the league. Um, Anthony Richard, Richardson looked like he was gonna be a stud for the Colts. Makes me so sad because what a fun division that would have been. Him and Stroud duking it out. Oh yeah, and T Law, T Law in there as well. Gonna, that's gonna be ridiculous. And Levis, next, let's give next, Levis yeah. some love as yeah, well. I agree. I mean, I think he's had he's had some great moments, and that opening game of him was was awesome. So, um, yeah. suddenly a very fun division from a quarterback standpoint. Yeah, but it, it definitely makes the the Bryce Young <laughs> pick sting a lot more. You know, I think he'll be fine. I'm gonna give him like a Trevor Lawrence year I think so one too. type of pass. This yeah. this team sucks. Something awful. So let's just be patient. Let's give him some time. Let's get him some better wide receivers than, I don't know, Adam Thielen at 33 years old or whatever. Right. 
So Panthers headline, it's almost like the commentator's curse. Every time we begin to question an elite player, they bounce back the next week, or it's just pure coincidence as great players won't always have poor showings. We're talking about Brian Burns, 23.1 points this week after about 11.7 points per game average the last five games. He had four tackles, two TFLs, a sack, a PD, and two QB hits. Derek Brown, right around his average of about 11 points. The last five games went for 11.75 in this one. Five tackles, a TFL, and a PD. Troy Hill, cornerback, 7.75 points. On the Titans' side, boy, were they feasting on poor little Bryce Young. The Titans' D-line, um, Danico Autry led the way, 28.45 points. Three tackles, three TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. Jeffrey Simmons, 26.15 Five tackles, three TFLs, a sack, a fumble recovery, a QB hit. And then Arden Key coming back from the dead, hand out of the ground, zombie style. Um, 16.3 points, two tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, and two QB hits. Um, Jeffrey Simmons, Addy, has been not too shabby the last five games. 14.47 average the last five games. Danico Autry, sneaky, uh, nice DN 2-3 option for you, averaging about 12 points per game the last five games. So um, what strikes your fancy here from this awful, horrible game? Yeah, I think Autry has nine sacks on the season now. Does he really? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he does. God, another one of these guys that just like pops up, just stinky but respectable veterans that just clock in and clock out. Right, yep. They know what to do, man. They do indeed. 13.1 points per game on the season for Danico Autry. Actually, no, it's going to be more than that because I don't have this. Uh, I don't have this week put in here yet. So, yeah, Danico Autry is having a great year. Like you mentioned, Jeffrey Simmons, he's he's awesome. We we kind of expected this type of step. Um, uh, that we expected him to take this type of step this season. Season, I and mean, we talked about it a lot this off season that we thought that you know he could get to a level where he's averaging like 14, 15 points per game. That's what he's been doing here lately. So. Um, Nice to see Arden Key, you know, not make me look so dumb. I was a little excited. <laughs> we all were excited. I mean, yeah, this and, was a good fit. It's and he's just, not been bad. I mean, he's, you know, he's got like a 10% pressure rate. So, I mean, it's not like he's, you know, uh, the worst player out there. But uh, And I think he still does have like what this gives him like three and a half sacks. So, he could finish strong here. And, and Never know. You never know. You never know. Harold Landry, um what did he do this week? Do you, do you have that there? He didn't didn't crack the top three. So, I mean, but it's just nice seeing him kind of back out there and, and healthy and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, this is a fun, you know, defensive line for the Titans. It's just where is this team going to be going this year? Probably not too far. Six so. and 11. Yeah. Seven and 10 maybe. Um, but I think that they're going to be, you know, keeping these starters in. I don't, I mean, yeah, there's not yeah. really much behind <laughs> Mike them. Vrabel does not tank. Right. He is not a guy that's going to roll out the young guys or whatever. Now he did start Will Levis, but I think that's just because Ryan Tannehill is incredibly Tannehill. washed at this point. Yeah. So uh, let's move on to the next game and talk about the Falcons getting the 24-15 victory. Saints headline, the Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, turned back the clock to original Honey Badger form with a multiple turnover game. Paulson Adebo, DeMario Davis finally come back down to earth. Paulson Adebo had been averaging 
20.39 points per game the last five games. Just five points in this one. Four tackles. Demario Davis had been in fuego. 19.22 points per game average the last five games. Just six and a half points in this one. Six tackles. Top three for the Saints. We mentioned it. Matthew, 28.6 points. Three tackles. Two picks. Two PDs. A QB hit. Marcus May. Safety, 14.5 points. Eight tackles, two TFLs, and Carl Granderson, 9.5 points with 10 tackles. Over on the Falcons side, another second-year edge rusher is slowly starting to put it together. Arnold Ebichetti has four and a half sacks in his last six games, and we mentioned Jesse Bates joining the Elite Seekers with a 41.7-point performance, 12 tackles, an INT, a forced fumble, a defensive touchdown, a PD, 92 return yards, Caden Ellis, 16.5 points, six tackles, two TFLs, a PD, and then Arnold Ebichetti, 12.05 points, two tackles, a sack, eight sack yards, and a QB hit. Wanted to point out quickly, Addy, the Falcons linebacker situation got a little interesting. Uh, John literally has the eye roll emoji here. Caden Ellis, 100% of snaps. Nate Landman. Birdman, Birdman. Uh, 74% of snaps. So Birdman, Birdman, Landman, Landman was down a little bit this week, Eddie. Don't like that. Don't like that at all. But, you know, it was, it's not like it was 20%. Still 74%. Hopefully it doesn't get lower than that. I was going to say, that's kind of worrisome. 74 is kind of close to, like, getting into the 60s there. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to monitor it, though, yep. guys. I mean, that's, Keep an eye out. Hopefully it's, uh, it's back they up won, this next week. You yeah. know? So it's like... I always worry when things happen that we don't like for IDP, but the team wins. You setting like, them down this next week if you got them? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just going to roll them out there. I'm going to roll them out there. Because of the body of work, you know, I'm not going to let one blip scare me off. This guy's been really good so far this year. Yeah, and the PFF grades have been really, really good for him yep. too. So, I mean, uh, yeah, maybe just a one-off type deal. This week, though, it was Birdman, Birdman. Birdman, Birdman, dropping yep. a deuce on your car. Hate to see it. Right after you get it washed. Uh, on the Saints side of things, Addy, let's talk about uh, DeMario Davis. Cooled down a little bit, but still been red hot here the last five games. Uh, almost 20 points per game average. Yeah, he's always a great option. Um, Tarian Matthew. It's a hard name to say, folks. This is what I thought he was going to be doing more of this year. I was I was pretty high on this offseason, so he's he's been a real bummer this year. But nice to see that he can... Still, still has make plays. Still has some gas in the tank. Yeah. Um, Marcus May, he gave us a good week. No one uh, had him going anywhere. <laughs> no one started him anywhere. Carl Granderson, Granderson continues to be really solid this year. I saw where, um, uh, what's his face, uh, Cameron Jordan left this game, I think with an ankle injury. No, a oh. shin injury. Uh-oh. Hopefully not compartment syndrome. Uh, yeah, hopefully not. Um, but, yeah, something something involving his shin, so we'll have to monitor that. But he's definitely been a bummer as well this year. But this is usually when he gets hot. So I was hoping to have him for the stretch run. I know I've been you know optimistic uh, about him turning it around. So Being optimistic about these old dudes is a dangerous game to play. It's been pretty good for the most part. For the most part, yeah. You know? Um, Got to protect those shins, though. They'll get yeah. you every time. They will. They will. Need to get you shin guard. They do. Get you some soccer shin guards. What we think about Ebiketti, though? Uh, four and a half sacks. Pretty good. Not too bad. Yeah, I'd kind of given up hope on him. Maybe a little too soon, you know? I don't think I'm starting this guy, though. I just don't. Yeah. I'm not going to chase. I don't. We don't have the snap percentages yet. 
And um, he's going to be someone that you're only starting in those sleeper leagues where you start like four or five yes. defensive linemen. Yes. Like in the leagues where he's defensive end um, and you're only starting two defensive ends. Nope. Not doing it. Not interested at not all. Not chasing it. No, thank you. Because, know? uh, yeah, the average has just been 9.5 points per game average the last five games. So, no thanks. I'd like to think I can do better than that uh, with my edge starters. Yeah. So let's move to the Colts game. Colts get the 27-20 victory over the Buccaneers. Buccaneers headline, Servassier Dennis continued the Levante David mantle of outscoring Devin White each week. And then Joe Tryon Shoyinka reminded us he's still here, buried somewhere on your dynasty bench. Servassier Dennis, we talked him up with Jason King on the waiver episode as one of the hottest pickups, 11 points, six tackles, and a PD. Uh, and then Tryon Shoyinka, 12.9 points, two tackles, a TFL, a sack and a QB hit top three for the bucks Carlton Davis cornerback 25.8 points 10 tackles a pick two PDs Kalijah Cansey Eddie put a pin in that I want to come back to Cansey 20.55 points 10.81 average the last five games three tackles two TFLs a sack a PD and a QB hit Antoine Winfield 15 and a half points 10 tackles a PD Indianapolis does Indy have a bona fide star edge rusher or just a bunch of guys you'd love in best ball because you don't want the headaches in redraft as a Colts fan? I can tell you it is the second option. It is not the first. Quiddy Pay, 12.1 points, just 6.85 average the last five games. Dio Odengbo, 8, 8.55 points, 14.17 average the last five games. But the star of the show for the edge group in this game was Samson Ebucam. 26.7 points, four tackles, a TFL, two sacks, a forced fumble, two QB hits. Julian Blackman, been a really solid safety option for you this year. 13.8 average the last five games, 16 and a quarter in this game. And then Taekwon Lewis rounds out the top three for the Colts. 15.15 points, two tackles, a sack, a PD, and two QB hits. Let's jump back up to the Bucks. Addy Kalijah Kansi. This guy's getting harder and harder to look away from in dynasty leagues, especially in those D tackle leagues. He's got to be climbing the dynasty ranks for you, I would think. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he's he's been up there for a while anyway. Um, I mean, basically as soon as he came out, I mean, he was he had the the upside that we look for in these defensive tackles. You know, he's a guy that we think could potentially get ten sacks in a single season. Um, but yeah, I think right now he's he's like eleven for me. But yeah, Deep, and that's that's saying something considering how loaded defensive tackle is right now. There's some very good defensive tackles out there, yeah. Um, but he just continues to produce, you know, here at the end of the season. Uh they need him to produce. And uh yeah, I mean this is this is exactly what we want from Claude Cancy. So Will's up, you know, love to see it. The pressure rate's been been solid. PFF numbers are good. First round pick, great athlete. Wheels all the way up for checking Kansi, all man. the boxes. One of the rookies you have to feel really good about. Probably on the short list top five in terms of like rookie IDPs that you feel good about after their rookie season. Yeah, you know, that'd be a fun exercise. Like, how confident do we feel now in these guys for dynasty after the rookie season? Yeah, I think we need to like do a redraft the IDP only. Yeah, rookie recap type of thing. Yeah. Like, look back at the rookies because Cansey, especially for D tackle. I mean, he's probably number one, and defensive lineman. Hell, he may be number one for defensive lineman as well. Well, uh, you got you still got Jalen Carter up there. Jalen Carter's nice as well. He's pretty he good. Tried to catch the uh, spike. 
Almost yeah. did it too. Yeah, well, he also that had dude's a block, a freak. didn't he? I think he had a. I think he blocked one of the kicks in the game too. He's a freak. You don't get credit for those in our so. Dang, dang it. Why not? We should do that. Uh, Servassier Dennis. I'm going to start this guy over Devin White if I've got both uh, until Levante David gets back. White mm-hmm. stinks. He looks cool out there, too. I like uh, mm-hmm. I like his drip. He's got the long sleeves. Um, those dark uniforms are cool anyway. They are. Those, I do those, like the pewter. Yeah. The dark gray. Very yeah, good look for the sweet. Bucks. Um, but, yeah, Servassier looks great. I mean, we, obviously the, one of the coolest names in the league. He's up there now. But, uh, I don't know if Smoke Monday's still in the league, but um, I think he is. New Orleans, I believe. There you go. That's fun. But yeah, Servassier, I mean, as long as Levante's out, I think you can fire him up. Fire him up as LB3, LB4. Yep. I, I haven't seen the snaps yet. I'll see if Macri has anything. It's like, it was like 90. It was up in the 90% range. Okay. So yeah. It good. was uh, 90% for Dennis, 100% for White. So there you go. I think you're going to be very happy with Dennis moving forward as long as Levante is out. Uh, not chasing. Tryon Shoyinka's performance. Carlton Davis is a fine option in quarterback required leagues. Kalijah Kansi, I think, is a top 12 option in defensive tackle required leagues. Winfield remains elite at the safety position. Um, not trusting any of these Colts edge rushers. Julian Blackman is a great safety option for you. Let's move to Browns getting stomped by the Broncos, who might be the hottest team in the league right now, Addy. I think they started out Broncos, yeah. 1 and 4, 0 oh and 5. Like they were awful to start the year. Uh, but have really turned it around here. Sean Payton's got a system in place now, Josh. He does. He really does. You love to see it. Uh, Miles Garrett, Browns headline. Miles Garrett played through an injury and left the stadium with his arm in a sling. Please, fantasy gods, don't take another tier one player from us. Massive game from Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, also known by his nickname Jay. Okay, now you trust me in your lineups. I'll score under eight points for the next three weeks. <laughs> but for this week, JOK was no JOKE. Uh, 30.4 points, uh, about 10 points per game average. I put that in the headline, so I just had that one in the chamber. Uh, the uh, About 10 points per game average the last five games, 12 tackles, two TFLs, a sack, a forced fumble, a QB hit. Greg Newsom was second, cornerback, 11.75, and then just 9.5 from Miles Garrett. Pay attention to that one, folks. Two tackles, a TFL, and a PD. 25.18 average. Good God, Miles Garrett has been amazing so far this year. Uh, Broncos headline, Kareem Jackson was suspended again in the lead-up to this week. P.J. Locke came through in a big way for anyone who used him in a, as a spot start. He was the leading scorer for the Broncos, 23.65 points, seven tackles, a sack, a forced fumble, a P.D., a QB hit. Nick Benito, we were throwing dirt on him. 6.3 points per game average the last five games, so it wasn't without merit, but had a nice game this week, 23.15 points, two tackles, a TFL, a sack and a half, a PD and three QB hits, and then Alex Kingleton-Singleton, 16.5 points, averaged about 15 the last five games, 10 tackles, a fumble recovery, and a PD. Lots to chew on from this game, Addy, but uh, what's most interesting to you outside of the Miles Garrett injury? Well, to add on to the Miles Garrett thing, he heard a pop in his shoulder. Oh, no. So I don't like that. Don't like that at all. Although my shoulder's been popping lately. Well, we're old, though. Yeah. And we don't take care of ourselves. So yeah. everything, my hips will pop. My knees will pop when I stand up out of this chair. My shoulder's been popping a lot, though. I think it's from golf. It's my left shoulder. You are an athlete. I am an athlete. You are an athlete, as I we am know. I an athlete. So, uh, yeah, let's just all say a prayer for Miles Garrett. Please, God. Please not, Miles Garrett. 
Please, God, let him be okay. <laughs> Take my shoulder. It would look really weird on his, like, He-Man body, but if it helps, Miles Garrett, here it is. Yeah. Uh, so, Zadarius Smith also is just, God, he's been so annoying. He's been in, like, so many great spots. Also, you're opposite of Miles Garrett. Like, you should be doing much better than you're doing, bro. Um, another stinky game. I think he had, like, six points this week. So, he, that's been tough. Um, is he droppable at this point? Kind of feels like it. Yeah, in your leagues, in your leagues where he's a defensive end, and you only start two defensive ends, that's the larger discussion with uh, IDP right now. I think is in your true position leagues where you start two defensive ends. These guys, these these defensive ends that are you know defensive end twenty four to whatever a hundred churn and burn, baby. Who cares? Don't hold them. Who cares? You know, you just basically play the matchups every week instead of like yeah, you don't want to hold a bunch of those guys. No. You just sift through the waiver wire and, and play whoever has the best matchup. It's like uh, in our main league, every week I've got some nice, juicy defensive end options out there on waivers. I go to pick up a running back. I'm literally starting Amir Abdullah. Yep. Like there's you know, some positional scarcity. Defensive end ain't it if you've made the switch to true position. Nope. That yeah, thing yeah. is rich. Yeah, right. And now linebacker is, is a, the the position that's really tough and um, – Hard to fill, and it's hard to get deep at, you know, just because there's way less of them now. Yeah. Speaking of hard to figure out, trusting JOK? No. Hell no. no. You don't trust any of these Browns linebackers. Or no. Talkie uh, Talkie got a, a larger role with Anthony mm-hmm. Walker being yep. out the hamstring. Uh, but still, you know, it's it's going to be hard to trust any of them. No, I don't trust any of these linebackers. Yeah. Nick Benito? No, thank you. Not chasing that. Alex Singleton? Yeah, of course. You fire this guy up. I think yep. he's a back-end LB1, top-tier LB2 option for you. Yeah, about 15 points per game average. Yeah. That'll play. But, you know, I, I do like the Benito types in the sleeper leagues. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. The, the leagues where you start four to five defensive linemen, like, yes, we, we will. And also, I think he gets dual designation over there. So, I mean, uh, even. That helps a lot. Even more sweet, yes. Next game, Rams 37, Cardinals 14. Um, I think the Rams are one game back from a wild card spot. Whoever would have thought that. I mean, I, wow. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league this year. Yeah, we we were very wrong about that. But they have nailed that rookie class. Like they've gotten some real difference makers from this rookie class. So that helps. If you uh, are devoid of talent, if you hit on some picks, you can make a run at the at the playoffs. And I think the Rams will be right there in the mix. Headline for the Rams, though, though you wouldn't know it from his IDP scoring for the first time since 2016. Aaron Donald is on pace for less than 10 sacks. He's currently tracking for eight and a half on the year. Just four points from Donald. Two QB hits, so if you don't score QB hits, he got you a big, fat goose egg this week. Uh, 16 point per game average the last five games. Top three for the Rams. Kobe Turner, defensive lineman, 26.5 points, four tackles, two TFLs, two sacks, two QB hits. Jordan Fuller, safety, 19.25 points, three tackles, four PDs. Michael Hoyt, 16.45. Michael Hoyt, y'all. 14.27 14.27 points per game average the last five games. Mr. Hoyt has been pretty good for IDP. Five tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Cardinals, we'll run through this one quickly. Is Jalen Thompson the safety to roster in Arizona? And maybe their only IDP worth stashing with Kaiser White on IR. Jalen Thompson, 19.15 points, averaging about 13.3 the last five. Had seven tackles, a pick, and a PD. Kytrell Clark, 12.75. Buda Baker, 9.75, averaging just 8.3. Let's just rip the Band-Aid off with the Cardinals. Yuck. No thank you. 
stay away, gross, ew. I think I hit it all. I think I covered it. Yeah, Zayvon Collins, massive disappointment this year. Yeah, I mean, um, even the linebackers we thought could be some sneaky starts. Josh Woods, Chris Barnes. I mean, Buda Baker's number three with 9.75 points. Buda Baker's been bad this year. Yes, he has. Yeah, he's kind of playing, like, scared at this point, I think, you know. Or just, like, I think he's he's probably making more business decisions, you know. I, I don't want to say scared. I hope you're not listening he's, to Buddha. He's not I, a I didn't mean that. He's a scared little boy. I just mean uh, he's, uh, you know, he's 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 a vet at this point. He's dealt with injuries. He's dealt with some really scary concussions, too, you know. I think he's not as reckless as he was early in his career, which is why we love Buda Baker. You know, he's, he doesn't really play the way he did when he first came into the league. And that's just, he's smarter now, but he's also, you know, kind of making some business decisions. He wants to stick around. He's not the biggest guy. Yeah. And um, he's got, he's probably getting cut next off season. Yep. $18.5 million cap hit with just about 4 million in dead cap. So he's going to be looking for a new deal, new team, he doesn't want to pop an ACL, exactly. pop an Achilles, and miss out on a big payday. But I still feel okay about Buda Baker and Dynasty, so I don't yeah. think everyone should be freaking out about that. I think he's still going to float around for another three, four years, probably. He's a good player on a bad team, folks. You'll probably look up next year, and he's he's back inside, you know, the top five safeties. So yep. I think that's just that's just how this stuff goes. He's just having kind of a down year, not really getting the big plays that uh, he has been getting the last couple of years. So. Yeah, right now Jalen Thompson is the safety that you want there in Arizona, but I still think I prefer Buda Baker and Dynasty. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Uh, BJ Ojolari, you know, he didn't have a great a great game this this week, but he's still probably one of the best assets there. I signed him to a two year extension in RSO. Just why not? Little two million dollar dart throw. I'll take that. Dante Steeles has been pretty good as of late. He's uh he's one of their um I think he was their third round rookie pick, but like a defensive tackle. Um he's he's been pretty solid and getting more run as of late and, and and looking pretty good with it. So um but yeah, that's a team that just doesn't have a lot of talent on it. Not man. a lot there. Kyler's back. We thought the juice was back and then they get just Stomped, absolutely yeah. waxed by the Los Angeles Rams of all teams. So um what about Michael Hoyt though? About, He's been really good, though. I was going right, to say, man. 14.27 points per game average the last five games, 16.45 in this game. That's not bad from a guy that we were saying, well, he's really the only one along the defensive line next to Aaron Donald. That's proven to be true again this season. Yeah, so, I mean, he's got four sacks in his last five games now uh, since week seven, 32.85 points. Week eight, he had 12.5 points. Week nine, 10 points. Week 11, 10 points. And then week 12, 16.45 points. So, yeah, if you've started um, some some hoiked the last five weeks, man, you are you are you're laughing and you're uh, enjoying yourself right now. But I, I don't think that's that's probably reality. Uh, if you missed out on this this uh, this goodness here, you probably don't want to chase it. I don't feel like. I don't know. I don't trust it. I don't trust that this is something you can bank on going forward. He is getting the snaps. That's what Definitely gives me the, snaps. the hope is that, you know, you're not just chasing the sacks is, you know, the last four weeks here. Now we don't have um, this game, but going back to week seven, 93, 80, 87 and a half, 81 and a half percent of snaps. Yeah. So not bad. You could do worse, especially if you're hurting with injuries, you know, bye weeks coming up. I think we have a, another bi-apocalypse looming 
And, you know, he was really strong last year to finish the year. It's not like this is just out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, he had, looking back at last year from week 13 on, he had a 27-point game, 18-point game, 13-point game, 16-point game. So, yeah, I mean, he, he uh, he's done this before. I don't know though. We got to see him do it for for longer. I want to see three more years of uh, yeah elite production, Michael Hoyt. Then we will respect. Is you. that how we pronounce the name? Yes, Hoyt. I heard it on the broadcast. It is Hoyt. So Michael Hoyt. They don't know though either. I think they have a pronunciation guide. I think when you announce the games, like, I don't mean nothing to give me all that. You know, it won't matter for me. You know. Well, they also mispronounce uh, Bobby Okariki. Now, to be yeah. fair, what he never say? corrected. That oh. was what they that's what they used to say was Okariki. And he said it's Okarike. It's Okarike. And but he never corrected them though. So it's like if you don't correct us, we just assume we're right. Mm-hmm. Um but well they got it now. Chiefs Raiders. Right. Chiefs thirty one, Raiders seventeen. Chiefs headline, Spags is reminding us that we're lucky to have one usable linebacker and not to get comfortable with number two and three. Evidence for that point here at Leo Chanel, two points this week. Willie Gay, a point and a quarter. Top three for the Chiefs. It was a down week overall. George Karloftis, 15.05 points. Three tackles, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Drew Tranquil, 15 points. Averaging about 15 points the last five games. Eight tackles, two TFLs. Legereus Sneed, right at his season average, 10.25 points. 10.28 the last five games. Nine tackles. Um, another thing to pay attention to. So you might want to be looking at Michael Hoyt just because Mad Max had to exit this game. A little bit of trivia for you. He was the first player in a game to play after being listed as doubtful since week eight of 2020. He was forced to leave the game, though, against his will by the Raiders coaching staff, monitored the knee situation closely, uh, top three for the Raiders, Big Bob Spillane, 13 and a quarter, 11 tackles and a QB hit. Nate Hobbs, 12 and a half, eight tackles, a TFL, Mad Max, 11.95, a tackle, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. So, um, yeah, let's talk about the linebacker situation in KC. And it seems like it is Drew Tranquil or bust right there, right now. Yeah, that's all you're, that's all you're starting at this point. Uh, I mean, we'll see if Nick Bolton comes back. But I, I think he'll be haven't checked any. I, I'm telling you right now. So the playoffs for fantasy is 15, 16, 17, right? Yeah. I think he's he'll be back like week 16. That's going to be a tough situation for people to. Semifinal teams are going to be like, do I plug in Nick Bolton? Week one back from injury, just sweating blood. Don't ask us about no. Nick Bolton. All right. We don't know. I, the answer would be no. I mean, I'm taking the Johnny the Greek approach and just like, I'll wait and see. I'm not going to. probably not starting Drew Tranquil either. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. If if Bolton is back, you probably set both these guys down as much as it sucks because Tranquil's been yeah. just fine. Exactly what we expected in relief of um, of uh, Nick Bolton. So, Carl Office has been really good this year. He has indeed. Eight sacks on the season. Um, Legereus Sneed had a solid week, giving us nine tackles. Justin Reed had another solid week. He had nine tackles as well. Trey McDuffie's been really good this year. Yes, he, he is. gets a lot of praise on all the broadcasts. Um, but yeah, that's a really that's all you're focused on for Kansas City. Uh, you know, there's there's just not a lot of. I guess Chris Jones. We didn't mention Chris Jones. Did he have a? He didn't really have a big, a big no. game today. Chiefs were down overall. Another kind of not. It wasn't a blowout. The the I think the Raiders are actually up fourteen zero at some point, but then the Chiefs did come back and steamroll them with thirty one unanswered. So kind of a bad look for the Raiders. 
We should mention, uh, going back to the Colts game quickly, I was thinking about linebackers. We talked about Shaq Leonard getting released. If you've been listening to the show this season, you knew that we have been talking about EJ Speed as a guy to stash because whether it was by injury or by a diminishing role, we didn't see it as just an outright release for Shaq Leonard, but we saw EJ Speed as getting the snaps towards the end of the season as we came down towards the uh, fantasy playoffs. This week, with Shaq Leonard out the door, Zaire Franklin 100% of snaps, EJ Speed 95%. So hopefully you had him stashed. And uh, if you did, Hattie, you are reaping the benefits here on this glorious day. We ride again. If you uh, just, you know, speed season, folks, it's inevitable. If you just watch the games, that's what, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm a Colts fan, so I watch every game, and it's just like, you know, analysts talk about the eye test, and it's like Shaq Leonard was not passing the eye test. EJ Speed was. Yeah, makes sense. He got released. Exactly. Know? They were going to make him inactive. Yeah. We're well, not just saying crazy stuff up here, yeah. everybody. It's like, you know, we do watch the game. It's like, boy, Shaq Leonard looks very washed. Yeah. And it's sad. It sucks. I mean, injuries just zap this guy's career, but it happens. You know, mm-hmm. so Big Bob Spillane, I think he continues to be a top tier option for yeah. you. Going back to Raiders Chiefs, 16 and a quarter average the last five games. Uh, Nate Hobbs fired. I mean, Johnny the Greek has a rule. If Nate Hobbs is above ground and breathing, we plug him into our lineups and he uh, paid off beautifully. Can't you just hear Johnny saying that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Max Crosby, please don't let this injury be serious. Uh, we cannot lose both Miles Garrett and Max Crosby in the same week. That would be too much to bear. And Jalen Phillips. And Jalen Phillips. My God. It Good just Lord. continues to be an apocalypse for major IDPs this week. Last game from the Sunday slate, the regular Sunday slate, not primetime. Eagles-Bills. This was a hell of a game. A lot of fun. Eagles headlines Zach Cunningham left with injury. Nicholas Morrow made the most of his opportunities. Top three for the Eagles, James Bradbury, cornerback, 19.7, three tackles, a pick, five PDs. Good God, James Bradbury. Uh, Nicholas Morrow was number two, though, 19.5 points, 12 tackles, a TFL, a PD. We were wondering when Kevin Byard was really going to pop. Here we go, 14.25, 13 tackles. But he's been averaging about 12 points per game the last five games. I think that's probably about the stretch he's been with the team. Yeah. Maybe maybe four or five games at this point. I think week seven. Yeah, came over. He was uh, de- a trade deadline, which was Halloween. So we're looking at that was the what the the thirty first. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at maybe yeah four games at this point. So maybe one of those games was with the Titans. On the Bills side, the edge rusher Roulette wheel landed on Gregory Rousseau this week, leaving Epinesa and Floyd managers on the outside looking in. Just five and a quarter for Epinesa, four point seven five for Leonard Floyd, but for Greg Russo, 16.5 points, four tackles, three TFLs, and a fumble recovery. Terrell Bernard continues to be very, very good. 15.45 points, 14.56 average the last five games, five tackles, a pick, a PD. Then Tim Settle, defensive tackle, 11.65, a tackle, a TFL, a sack, and a QB hit. Um, Let's start with the Eagles side of things. So Zach Cunningham goes out. As we all hoped and dreamed, Daddy, Nicholas Morrow is going to be our Eagles linebacker savior headed into the fantasy playoffs. Yeah, you can't get rid of the guy. He's like a booger. You just can't flick him. N'Kobe Dean, he's going to be out for who knows how long. Did he go on IR, or is he still just floating around there 
as like not sure day to day, week to week sort not of thing. Not sure. Yeah, check on that. I mean, if Nicobe Dean is coming back this week, then yeah, Morrow's not someone that we can trust. But if if Dean is going to be out for a while or is maybe on IR, yeah, I mean, I guess it also depends on the seriousness of the uh, Cunningham injury. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah, Morrow. I mean, he's he's proved that he can he can be a really good play. You know, whenever he uh, gets a large snap share, so. That's a good play. I saw Fletcher Cox is uh, also taken off with injury, right? Yeah, he was out of this game um, or ruled out of this game. So, I mean, you know, that'll mean a, a larger role for probably Milton Williams. Um, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, right. Jordan Davis also got banged yeah. for a second, but I think he's okay. He was just tired from trying to chase down. <laughs> chase down Josh Allen. Yeah, but he did a good job. He did. I think I saw a highlight where he was, uh, you know, chasing Josh Allen to the sideline. Yep. Um we I don't remember what the exact comparison was, but uh Nate uh, Nate Tice and Robert Mays on the athletic football show, they call uh Josh Allen Captain Chaos. The way he runs, mm-hmm. he's like a cartoon character. Like all his limbs are moving like in a circular yeah. motion at once. That's true. And it's like you watch Josh Allen, it's like Captain Chaos really is the perfect nickname. Yeah, and he's got like he's very long and like his arms are very long. Yes. He's got a cannon. Does absolutely have a cannon. Not afraid to just fling that thing. Uh, oh, one note on Kevin Byard now. Um, 8.4 tackles per game this season. That is number one among all defensive backs. He's on pace for 143 tackles. Wow. Yeah. Kevin Byard. Kevin Byard. Look at that. Very, very good. That's under the Philly. radar. I was not expecting him to be that good. They got some tackling safeties there in Philly with uh, Reed Blankenship and Kevin Byard. It's a nice group. Good group. Very good team. Good they know what they're doing there. They know yeah. how to acquire talent. Yep, and develop talent, and just um, heard them talking about it today on the on the broadcast. They got a bunch of winners, people that are uh, used to winning. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, they got to you know think about it. half that defense is formerly of Georgia. That's true. You know, they where they've do. got like what two natties. Yeah, it's like if you want to draft guys that come in with the right mindset as rookies and pedigree, yeah, why not go to the best? I mean, essentially like. Uh, NFL minor league team, mm-hmm. you know, so we'll see how it pans out. I mean, that NFC playoffs is going to be a bloodbath. It's like, who do you take right now? I think San Francisco, I think San Francisco plays Philly. I mean, Dallas is going to choke, of course. Yes, Johnny would agree with that as well. I think um, they must be coming up because I saw San Francisco open as a one and a half point favorite over Philly. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those those teams, I think, yeah. San Fran or Philly. We know it won't be... Bengals back in the AFC championship game. Yeah. Won't be Bills, probably. I don't know who that maybe maybe Chiefs Ravens, Chiefs Dolphins. That Ravens defense is so good, man. Yes, it is. I still don't think the Dolphins can get there with I just don't trust I Tuba. think once they get bullied, that's my fear is like a team comes and punches them in the mouth. I don't think they have now, a counterpunch. And now no Phillips. I mean yeah, that hurts a lot. That's tough. So let's move, though, Addy, to the Sunday night football game between the Ravens and the Chargers. Did you get the dub in the in the matchup that you were sweating out here? I did. Nice. I did. Three points. Three points. I've got you. I think our game is going to come down to tomorrow night's game with Dobbs going for me. I beat Connor in the uh, back of the VIP. 
I was down 13 points going into this one with uh, Zay Flowers and Gus Edwards. Nice. And the Zay Flowers garbage time touchdown put me over the top. I was up like two or three points. So you're in that like nice. stat correction range where you're like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm celebrating this one yet. So Connor is in uh, Disney World mad Yes, right now. he's so mad. Love to see it. Probably taking a walk while the kids are in bed. A uh, lot going on for Connie. They, they're moving as soon as they get back from Disney. Connor did uh, post in the group chat something like uh, F fantasy. You know? <laughs> did, yes, because he had a great week. So uh, that's never a good sign. Yeah. Whenever you're you're tilting like that and posting in the group chat, you know. You're paying attention to your fantasy matchups in Disney. He was texting us all game during yeah. the Colts game, me and Dad. So Also, I saw he was mad about uh, Jalen Hurts. Or, no, he was yeah, he was mad about Jalen Hurts putting up forty. But it's like, dude, you had, you Josh, had Josh Allen. Allen put up forty six, <laughs> Connor. Say like, like enough, yeah, enough. You, you, let me have some as well. Jalen has not. It's he's a really a, just a bad look for Connor, and bad, and bad look for people in general. Just stay out of the group chat, guys. Yep. Just don't you don't don't do the deal where it's like, oh my god, I've got the most points against. Oh my god, my division. Just don't do don't be that dude. Don't, don't be, be that dude. dude. Don't chat. Log out. Don't chat. Don't ever don't chat. chat. Don't trade. Don't chat. Don't form any relationships ever. Ever. It just leads to pain <laughs> and embarrassment. Let's talk about the Sunday night game, though. Uh, Ravens got the victory. I don't have the score here in front of me. Uh, but the leading score, Addy, is that damn Khalil Mack. Ooh, Once wait. again, uh, the 308 Output for Khalil Mack tonight, six tackles, looks like two sacks and a forced fumble. Um, so here's the stretch for Khalil Mack the last four games. 28.95 in week nine, 10 points in week 10, 40.2 in week 11, and 30.8 in week 12. Um, Don't forget about 81 in week four. <laughs> <laughs> that is true as well, 81 points in week four. I mean, we mentioned it, the the – Boom games for Khalil Mack, because you also have a two and a half, a five and a quarter, a 2.75, 4.25. So there are quiet games. It's either ice cold or literally nuclear explosion for Khalil Mack. But you've had some really nice uh, boom games for Mack here the last four weeks. There's just been too much disrespect about Khalil Mack. This guy was one of the best pass rushers of the last decade. Traded you know? for two first, I think, from the Raiders to the Bears. Yeah. And I mean... You know, we talk about it all the time. We we care about pressures. This guy has had a great pressure rate his entire career. You know, he just got a little unlucky with sacks. He was also, I think, in some bad situations, uh, dealt with some injuries, you know, normal stuff. But when this guy's healthy, when this guy's locked in, he's still as good as it gets. So um, he's probably near the top of the mountain now for overall IDP scoring, if I had to guess. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, the 81-point output's going to put you up there, I'd say. Yeah, but even so, even that people are going to throw shade at him about that, you know. Oh, take away the 81-point game. Well, make it a two-sack game. Yeah. still, Dude still got, what, 10 sacks on the season? Yep. I mean, he, you got to give this dude his love. I mean. I uh, think he has 11 sacks now. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I, I think mean, he's up there in terms of, like, league leaders for sacks. Yeah. And I'd especially now with Bosa. Did we mention Joey Bosa? Just a sprained foot I think it was a foot sprain going oh, on wow. IR I thought oh my god it's a fractured ankle you Sobbing. know it's you know popped Achilles like something really really bad sprained foot now I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh yeah sprained foot's mm-hmm. not that bad but Joey uh-huh. buddy you're crying on the cart you better yeah. be out for like multiple months at yeah. this point get you a strawberry Rita 
or whatever it is you was drinking. In your varsity letterman jacket from high Dry. school. So, uh, Jadavion Clowney, 20 points. He was the second leading scorer in this game. Been very good. Yeah, the last four weeks, 11.25, 25.9, 14.7, 20.05 tonight. So, nice little stretch for Clowney. A uh, couple of disrespected, highly drafted, very talented edge rushers balling out in this game. Queen and Roquan Smith were 3-4, and four, 19 and 17. Kyle Hamilton was, uh, looks like, fifth there. So, this is Kyle Hamilton's recent run of games going back to Week 7 against Detroit. 11 and a quarter, 19, 7.25, 33.8, 10.75, 16.5. So, Kyle Hamilton's been a little bit up and down this season, uh, but had some nice performances here down the stretch, Eddie. Yeah, uh, Kyle Hamilton, I mean, he's still going to be a locked-in safety one for you. Um, should never be concerned really about him. I wanted to point out our boy Alohi Gilman. Yes. Been very, very good lately, guys. Uh, looking at the last four weeks, starting with week nine, 20.8 points against the Jets. And then week 10, he had 12.25 points, 12.75 the next week, and then 13.75 points this week against the Ravens. Um, Tackle numbers have been really good this year, though. Um, In five of his seven – no, I'm sorry. In five of his eight games, he's been over six tackles. Wow. Um, Sounds like a good IDP bet right there. Yes. Yeah, he, he was someone that I had this week, definitely. It was four and a half was his line. I had tons of Gilman. I had a great week as, as far as tackle props go. That's a nice plug, folks. We have an episode of IDP Bets coming out on Thursday with Johnny, Addy, and Mike Wallert. So make sure you check that out. I hit every single bet I made this week. What could go wrong this next week? Except the one that was like the biggest lock, which was like a Landon Roberts over seven and a half tackles. I thought that was an easy, easy play. Come on, Landon. But uh, You know better than that. Anyway, Gilman has been really, really good this this year. Um and, you know, the usage isn't ideal. You know, when, when we talk about ideal usage, we talk about players that are getting a ton of box snaps, yeah. slot snaps on the line. He's not getting those, but it don't matter. Um, he's he's being productive, and uh, he is that second safety, you know, alongside Derwin James. And uh, he's been pretty productive, maybe a little uh, more productive than Derwin I at think, some points in the season. I don't think that's really – uh, that much of an argument. Um, I wanted to pull it up since we were discussing it. The scoring leaders thus far for this season, I think this is updated with Week 12 scores. TJ Watt is number one. Daniil Hunter, number two. Miles Garrett, number three. Max Crosby, number four. Micah Parsons, number five. Listen to that. I mean, the ADP from back in the spring is looking pretty good with how these top scores are uh, kind of rounding out here because Foyer Lewican is next. Then Fred Warner. Then Duran Bland, so that's a league winner potential right there. And guess who's next with 200 points on the season? It is Khalil Mack. So uh, I believe that's probably like eight or nine overall for Khalil Mack. He may not be on the uh, updated list since it just happened. Okay, yeah, that's true. His points might not have been calculated yet. So So what was T.J. Watt? So T.J. Watt was 243. Daniil Hunter was 221. So he's going to be close. He's going to be close. Yep, thirty points. He'll be one. He'll be two or three. He'll be he'll be number two. If his points are not calculated yet, he'll be number two behind T.J. Watt. Yeah, fantastic year for Clill. So there you go. That's the week twelve recap, folks. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, this was one of those weeks where we had no bye weeks again. Uh, I think because of the holidays, you know, you got three Thanksgiving games. You got the Black. Did you like the Black Friday game? It wasn't a great game, but just the idea of a game on Black Friday. Not really. 
Wow, you've been a real Grinch about the holidays. Yeah, I didn't really care for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, you heard it here first. Adam does not like more football. I loved it. I thought it was great. Watched uh, most of it, but when it started to get out of hand a little bit, I was like, yeah. all right, I'm out of here. thought it was a bunch of corporate BS. It was Amazon, so it's like, you know, you're getting all these Amazon Prime commercials during commercial breaks. It was just tough. I mean, it was, you know, I had to work, so that was really it. Hey, maybe prioritize. Have you thought yeah. about that? Yeah, I should have called in sick. I should have called in sick. So we got a Monday night game tomorrow. We mentioned it, Vikings-Bears. Uh, we'll be... Joined by Kyle Belly Fuel for the waivers episodes. That'll be a lot of fun. Always good chopping it up with Kyle B. And then we mentioned it. We have the IDP bets episode with Johnny and Mike Wollert coming up on Thursday. Jace will have another rankings episode. Um, this is it, folks. This is when we talk about the home stretch. Two weeks of the regular season left to secure those playoff spots. Make sure you're tuning in to Johnny the Greek's Cornerback Corner. Make sure you're checking out the Banged Up Podcast with Lee Andrews. Every week, I listen to this episode, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know so-and-so was mm -hmm. uh, banged up and probably not going to play in this game. Yeah. So you're looking for every little advantage that you can find as we approach the playoffs. So don't leave meat on the bone, Addy. Take advantage of all the resources we're giving y'all. Tons of resources. Uh, the data is going to be out there for you. Probably by Tuesday, uh, I've done a, a update of the dynasty ranks. So, yeah, there's no excuse not to just dunk all over your league mates, guys. That's right. And we're going to take care of y'all. We mentioned IDP bets. So if your teams are out of it and you're like, what do I have to look forward to? We're going to give you some betting suggestions for week 13. And we're going to have another trade show episode coming up with the three of us, uh, me, Addy, and Bobby. And then we've got Sigmund Bloom coming up for a dynasty episode, folks. We're wow. going to be talking about players to stash right now as we head into 2024. So just some really good stuff coming down the pipe. You don't want to miss out. TheIDPShow.com. A uh, huge announcement as well. The YouTube has passed 1,000 subscribers. So thank you to everyone who helped us reach that milestone. We really, really appreciate y'all. Uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, it's YouTube.com slash at show. Uh, Jake and Jeff are doing the Sunday morning live stream now. I think this was the third week that we've done that. The trade show is a live stream. We got IDP bets on there. So we're just we're just cranking, Addy. It is a big deal. Yes, 1K, it is. 1K. You know? We started the year with about 250. Yeah. So we've added about 750 subscribers over there. Major shout out to Josh doing all the editing and, and putting all the shorts together and all the uploading and done a great job, mate. Thank you, mate. Proud of you, mate. Thank you. Check Proud it out. of you guys for subscribing. Thank you so much for checking us out. We'll be back next Sunday with the Week 13 recap. I'll be back tomorrow night with Kyle B., so make sure you all check it out. But until then, enjoy the football, and we'll see you guys soon.